You're listening to Period Story, the podcast where we get behind some of the myths and misconceptions about periods. We chat with women about their period story, their first period, and their journey ever since, and we open up a conversation to help break taboos and stigmas around menstruation. I'm your host, Lanise Brothers. I'm a registered nutritionist, women's health, hormone, and menstrual cycle coach, and the founder of Eat, Love, Move, a nutrition and well-being practice. Welcome to today's guest. On today's episode, we have Fiona Grayson, the founder of She Can, She Did, a platform that puts the spotlight on women in their teens, 20s, and 30s who've dared to go solo and launch their own businesses throughout the UK. She Can, She Did champions female business owners and encourages aspiring female entrepreneurs through a combination of down-to-earth interviews, She Can, She Did podcast, and its informal event series, She Can, She Good, the Midweek Mingle, which takes place in cities around the UK. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Yay. It's so weird hearing that little intro back. I love it. (laughs) Well, you've done so many amazing things, so it's kind of nice to just remind yourself of it um, sometimes, isn't it? Let's start off by getting into the story of your first period. Can you share with us what happened? Of course. Yeah, so I'm an August baby, and um, so in schools, obviously, that meant that I was the youngest in the year, and uh, so all of my friends, my close friends, they were all about seven or eight months older than me so they were all September October babies and I remember being in year eight uh, in secondary school and all the girls started coming on their periods and I remember just feeling for that whole time they all kind of dropped like flies and everyone started their periods and it was like this big thing and I was panicking like genuinely so worried that something was wrong with me because I was 12 and I still hadn't come on my period and I remember my mum just being like Fiona it's normal like you know it, it, everyone's different and all of this at 12 I remember just lying awake worrying about the fact that I was abnormal and I remember I had my first um, holiday abroad like school trip abroad in the, it must have been like 2004, February of 2004, and I needed a passport for the first time. And I remember also being a 12-year-old warrior, um, panicking that my passport wouldn't arrive in time for this school trip. And I remember uh, for a good few weeks, there was all of these worries. And I remember on a Friday, I got home from school, my passport had arrived, I went to the toilet, and I came on my period. And I remember the two came on the same day, and I was like, this is a miracle. It's <laughs> like a true transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember, like, mum was out, and I'm, I've got such a close family. And um, I, must, I, I remember, like, coming out of the bathroom and just being like, Dad, I think I've just come on my period and dad being all like, oh, uh, 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 (laughs) that way. Um, So yeah, that was it. And I remember just literally then from then on for a good few months being so proud every time I came on my period, but never had any pain or anything for got like a good few years and I remember some of my um, girlfriends got really properly hit by it. And I remember just thinking like throughout my teenage years, God, like I must I must be so lucky because to me it like came and went really kind of quite light but regular just 
off we went. <laughs> so you said that you, you come from a really open family. Yeah. Um, w- w- how did your mom teach you about um, your period? And was she, was she having that conversation with you before you got your period? Yeah, so I have a big sister. She's uh, two and a half years older than me. So, like, I, I knew it was coming. Like, uh, I think my sister started her periods a bit younger. Um, so, yeah, for a good few years, we'd been talking about it. And I also, you know, it's at that time where, like, school, we were learning about it. And it was just, it was just mum would kind of bring it up if Caroline was on her period. Um, so I was just so aware of it. I think, like, having a big sister forces you to kind of, learn about those things um probably sooner than you would if you were the older sibling but yeah it's just fine like I've always been had a really close relationship with um mum and Carrie so we always talk about all of that kind of stuff it was never like secretive it was never um I never felt uncomfortable asking her any questions like it was just I think I got really lucky (laughs) yeah it's really interesting the women I've interviewed generally speaking the conversations have been quite open and actually I have to say I'm a bit I'm surprised I was expecting more kind of learning about your period from like the 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 leaflet and the tampon tampon pack yeah yeah like your experience yeah pretty much I kind of cobbled things together and um I just kind of yeah I really suffered but um well you said so you were you were really open with your your sister and your mum what about yeah. your friends was it they all got their periods before you and yeah so well there, you was, were... there was one friend that hadn't yet and I remember that we were in it together and then when I came on my period she just was panicking even more um it's just crazy like what you worry about because I think she kind of I think she got her period maybe eight or nine months after me but she was so upset during that time that she was like abnormal and it's one of them things you just don't know when you're going to start do you there's no kind of giveaway um but yeah I mean we used to talk about I remember sleepovers we used to discuss periods like it was just that like we were growing up and it was yeah boys and periods that was pretty much the the kind of conversation um (laughs) So yeah, no, we were we were really. I mean, they're still my best friends today. So, yeah, we always kind of chatted about that kind of stuff. You said that when you got your period, it was really, I guess, smooth and easy until yeah. you went to university, and then yeah, yeah, started to ch- change. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember. I don't know what it was. If it was like stress related or any like whatever it was, I remember getting like my periods kind of almost changed within a few months, and then I was getting severe back pain. Uh, like my boobs would always like be the giveaway, like um, telltale sign that I was going to come on. Because I remember just feeling it get so swollen. I mean that that was just. I just I still get that but my um, back pain was like excruciating so it was always um, the day the day before I came on and then the day I came on my back would just be horrendous and it was one of those things where you could never get comfortable I'd like you'd want to lean back but then you'd cramp and you'd want to lean forward and then you just I never felt comfortable and I remember um, I used to work in retail in my summer holidays of um 
uni and I remember being I used to work at John Lewis on the shop floor just standing up all day and my back or being on my period like I'd have to be fighting back tears and a funny story my sister came and visited me on the shop floor and she had some cocodamol because she had some like a really like a dodgy injury at the time and she was like I've got some really strong painkillers if you want and um, I was like I'll take anything and she gave me this cocodamol but there was no water and then I remember putting it in my mouth and then a customer came up and asked for some help. So I had this horrendous cocodamol like taste in my mouth, like burning my mouth while I was trying to serve this customer. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I basically um, that that went on for a few months, but I have always been brought up homeopathically. So I, I was treated homeopathically for um, my period and all the stress at the time and everything. And um yeah, it, it, over a, the course of a few months, it's kind of got it back to normal. So, so you had a, a few months, and then it's and then it just stopped. Yeah, like so. I say stopped. Obviously, um, I get treated every couple of months. Just generally, I see my homeopath. But so I don't. It wasn't like a. That's the thing with homeopathy. It's not like a quick fix because it's holistic. They treat everything going on. Um, so yeah i i can't i wouldn't be able to give you like an exact um time frame but i mean i'm i've been okay for a good few years so yeah having gone through that shift in gradually shifting the quality of your period lessening the pain did Mm. it change the way you felt about your period yeah because I remember during that time I used to dread coming on my period like I used to be like like, I mean it was so weird because it was only that really concentrated time and then once my first day was over I didn't even know I was on like the the next few days it was just like you just deal with it but the pain in that first 24 hours was just so horrendous I dread each month and I've always been pretty much quite clockwork like I'm um, it would be odd for me not to be 28 days now, um, sometimes a day or like one day over or under. But normally I am. I'm 28 days. Um, and sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at the time it really did because I'd gone from not caring about my periods or not noticing it. It was just part of like life to having that thing a month where it was just so painful. And now it's gone back to just re- I, I mean to me it's a sign of health I love like every time it's a big relief like every time I come on I'm like that's good <laughs> like, I'm not pregnant so it's good <laughs> <laughs> so you said you said it's a sign of health so that's really interesting and that's the first time I've heard someone say that on this podcast so can you yeah. tell say more about that and what that means for you yeah I think it's just you know I like my my mum um, worked in the NHS for 30 years and she had endometriosis. So she turned homeopathy like a good, I mean, just before my sister was born. So about 30, or just 32, 33 years ago, turned homeopathy and was treated homeopathically. And then she worked her way up in the NHS and then became a homeopath herself about 10 years ago. And um, I've grown up with the notion that she's just enforced that you know that it is a healthy thing to have so I've never been on the pill um not because I'm anti the pill just just chosen not to and so to me it is when I come on like 28 days it's I'm not suppressing anything in my body it's 
you know it's shown that everything inside is is working the way it should be and I just generally feel really grateful for that so it's um yeah I don't know I just I to me it's that my body's doing what it's it's supposed to be doing and I'm just yeah grateful that it's all kind of plodding on the way it should. yeah it's when I I think when I was having all of that pain um at the time in my life like it was just a really stressful period for a number of different reasons and that's when I had all of the kind of my periods were more painful and they weren't as regular and because everything was a bit up and down and I just think that now they're they're stable and I think it's just because yeah they I'm okay I feel good and I feel healthy um and I yeah I'm just very aware of what's going in my body I've always kind of I try and link things up and see it quite holistically so um if if my periods were to all of a sudden be really early or really late my immediate reaction would be to okay what's going on in my body like what's going on in my mind like all of that kind of thing I know it sounds woo-woo to some people but to me it's like that it's the first kind of telltale sign that something's up I don't think it sounds woo-woo at all it's um it's you said it's a sign of health and it's actually for, for women or people who have periods, it's one of our vital signs. So yeah. when things are, when it's really early, when it's really late, or when it's really heavy or painful, that's a sign that something isn't going as it should. Yeah, so definitely. I think it's really important that you have that connection with your body. And so when you notice that something has gone amiss, so it's either early, a, a day earlier, a day late, mm-hmm and you said you check in with your body, what mm. sort of things do you do to course correct? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, like a day a day either side, I, w- I would be like, oh, that's what I'll give or take that. It's if, for instance, I was had, suddenly had a three-week cycle, I'd be like, well, okay, something's up. And I'd everything from stress, uh, eating, like um, sleep, what's going on work-wise, relationships, everything like am I pushing my body too hard am I feeding it the right foods everything like in general I uh, feel like I've always had quite a good relationship with healthy eating and like balanced eating and um, exercise so that's not normally it it's normally uh, if anything was to go amiss it'd be stress related from work or a relationship thing or something so yeah just all of that And that's so interesting because we know now that stress is a driver of so many different diseases Mm -hmm. in our society, in Western society. And I see that a lot in my practice where women, they're coming to me with terrible period problems. Mm -hmm. And when we kind of unpick what's going on with their health, they're under huge amounts of the different types of stress, whether it's work stress or relationship stress or even the physical stress that they're putting on their body through kind of excessive exercise or restrictive diets. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you said that because I was interviewing a female founder um, a few weeks ago and she regularly kind of promotes how much exercise she does to her audience each morning. And every day she gets up at the crack of dawn and goes straight into like a high intensity workout um, and then works like 15, 16 hours afterwards. And she was getting really ill. She had a cold, but a really heavy cold that just wasn't shifting for about three months. And then went and checked in with her doctor and basically 
um, he said, well, are you exercising? And she proudly said, you know, yes, yeah, I exercise every single day and I do X, Y, Z. And he said, well, that's the issue. Like your body, that's such high intense workouts that your body can't distinguish between good adrenaline and bad adrenaline. And it just sees like stress. It just sees like 17, 18 hours of constant stress. And you, you can't cope with it. That's why your body's, and it's just, it's so interesting. Like to me, that was just a given, but that some people like don't connect those dots. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's really, that's really interesting because it's kind of a syndrome of, you know, this high intensity culture that we live in and you'll know this through interviewing female entrepreneurs, this go, go, go. And this idea that we need to be on all the time and it's kind of, we need to behave like men and be on Mm. all the time when actually our bodies don't work like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, um, it's so, so true. Like if there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where I notice I'm working, harder than sometimes but they're they're the times where I really notice that everything my energy's dipping and that's where I'm like whoa step back just take the night off like look after yourself run a bath just chill so yeah sleep in don't work out the next day you know just like give yourself that time but I, I do get it it's so easier said than done I do feel really lucky that I've kind of been brought up to to kind of connect all of those dots but yeah it's 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 so hard like life is busy sometimes and it's just making sure that you prioritize yourself and I think that is that can be so easy to say but so much harder to do in reality sometimes so what are the ways that you prioritize yourself uh well tonight for instance um it's been like a really busy couple of months and I've literally I'm so looking forward to tonight it's just I'm, I love my own company and I'm quite happy. I don't need to go out all the time. And I like know full well tonight is pajamas. I'll have, I'll make myself a hot water bottle. Um, and I just plan to just chill and put on a face mask and just have a, like a Friday night to myself. Um, but I do, I do exercise, but again, it's, um, to me, exercise is my switch off. I love it. And so, um, I love exercise and, and so, yeah, I get up um, probably, I exercise probably about five times a week, but um, to me, it's my ultimate switch off and I will really check in. So if I do feel like I've got loads of energy, to me, running is everything and I'll quite happily go for a big run. Um, but equally, if I just know that I need to clear my head, I'll, go, I'll do some Pilates or something. But that to me is my hour in a day that I just love. Um, and just for everything, not just for body, but to just clear my head. Um, I love cooking to me, like it's my ultimate, like good food. I, I have, like everyone, um, all my friends and family have said since I was little, I have a really big appetite, but I crave, I don't ever crave rubbish. Like I crave really like hearty, good food. So to me, like a night in the kitchen chopping away, that's perfect. Um, and just seeing friends and family, like like I said, I've got a really close family. They live 10, 15 minutes down the road. Um, friends just, but again, we're all quite similar in the sense that like sometimes we love going out but um, and letting our hair down, but mostly like girls nights in are my favorite. And so just, we talked a little bit about culture earlier um, and it's kind of, around female entrepreneurs well what about culturally the kind of cultural narratives around periods what do you think um what would you change about that i 
Uh, it's so it's such a hard one because it's such a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Um, I think that there's not enough. It's not spoken enough that you don't have to go on the pill. For me, like I think that that's something that's really pushed. Like every single one of my friends, without fail went on the pill like straight away it was just a kind of next step gp said let's go and i i am like conscious to like talk about all the different reasons why i believe i just think that you know it's it doesn't have to be that way you know you don't have there are other ways to manage different symptoms of period pain for instance um so i do think that um in general i love all of the movement going on at the moment with um, all the eco um, different the different businesses that are cropping up to kind of tackle all the period plastic waste so I love that that's kind of up and coming I interviewed an amazing the founder of Dame um, which is the first the world's first reusable ethical tampon applicator and then they do like ethical tampons and stuff because I had no idea I mean I don't know why I didn't know because when you actually think about it of course uh, periods create so much pollution with when you think about all the different wrapping and how many women there are in the world um but i just think that movement just i you, i could not be more behind it so i think that needs more focus um and that a kind of educating women about the different types of um what would you call them menstrual like what's it what's the word that i'm looking for products menstrual, yeah menstrual <laughs> products like cups yeah, yeah. and pads yeah exactly all of those all the different alternatives to just going straight to your bog standard Tampax and um, whatever brand sanitary towels that you use where well, that are wrapped in plastic and plastic everything. So I definitely think there could be more done for that. Um, but in general, do you know, I do think that, I don't know if I'm from my own experience, my school was so good at kind of talking through it in a, a kind of really practical, non-intimidating way. And I, I can only imagine that, I mean, I was at school, where are we? You know, I went to school in 2003, secondary school. Um, so I can imagine it's only come on even further since then for UK schools. So I don't know. I think that we've got quite, as a society, quite an open approach to, I don't know. You know, when you don't know if I'm just living in a bubble. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, my school is really good at just, you know, it's a matter of fact. Just is what it is. I, and I think that I wish more schools and more parents would be more matter of fact because yeah. we we use so many euphemisms and there's so many things that we don't say about mm -hmm. what's normal and what isn't. And mm -hmm. I just want to go back to what you said about your so many of your friends were were on the pill and that was almost pushed on them. Why mm -hmm. do you think that that was? Well, I don't know if it was, I don't know. I don't know if it was pushed on them. I think it was just like they had, they came on their periods. They had pains. They went to the doctor. The doctor put them on the pill. I don't know what the conversation was, but that's basically what happened every single one of them. That's And I think that that's for the most part of women in the UK. That's how it goes. Um, so, and it's just, I just think that, you know, I... I always say my, I don't want to get into a why I believe homeopathy because I know that, you know, everyone's, it's so subjective. Everyone, you know, has different beliefs of what they think is right and wrong, but it gets so, so much stick. And I always say like, I've been, I've, I have never gone to the GP for any symptoms, like for anything in my life. I'm still here. 
I still feel like I'm healthy and I've only ever been treated homeopathically. So to me, it works. Like, I don't know. Um, and I just think that it it's, it's so kind of detrimental, I guess, to just like, just squash any idea that any alternative medicine, um, like just rule it out completely without just, I, I just think we've all, we've all got our own lives. We can all use our brains and research. And I just think that there could be more, done in the uk to promote other options that's all it is and really interesting what you said about um alternatives and promoting other options i had an interesting conversation with a female focused technology company yesterday and they were saying that in the user research that they've done the majority of the women that they've spoken to don't want to go onto the pill mm. and they are looking for alternatives so they're they've talking they've spoken to thousands of women so i found that really interesting and is a kind of and i see this a lot in my practice where generally speaking women generally they don't want to be on hormones and i've had clients say i don't want to put artificial hormones into mm. my body so i think the tide is changing gradually through mm. the movements that you mentioned earlier and mm. that, that's really it's really positive yeah i hope so to me it's just a case of like being handed over a box of pills that come with a list of um what's the word what's the word i'm looking side effects you know weight gain or skin bad skin or like some are like depressive um they can mess with your head can't they and it's just i just think like yeah there's other options basically i think that it's it doesn't have to be like that mm. you know and i just think that periods in general when you're healthy they don't have to be something that you dread or that cause so much pain they don't have there's such a I think that you know what going back to your question that as well I wish there was more to be done in the mainstream media that promotes the fact that periods you don't have to dread your period like it doesn't have to be this scary thing it's such just such a natural um yes like it's just such a natural cycle in your body like just embrace it um but I do think that there's so much about them being this like oh it's that time of the month or like oh here we go again it's mad and it's so crazy. Was it Heather Watson, the tennis player, um, that when she she finished the match and she lost and they she was being interviewed and she just said, you know, uh, it, I didn't play my best today. You know, I was, it's that time of the month. And you just think like, and the amount of uproar that caused, like that this woman had like, a sportswoman had admitted to being on her period and that... And it's just like, of course, like, God, exercise is absolutely horrendous when you're on your period. Like, of course, she's allowed a bad day. But it was like, God forbid this woman had, like, voiced the fact that she she was feeling off because, you know, her, her she'd come on her period. I just think it's mad. Like, it happens to so many, you know, so many women have their periods. It's just mad that it's such a taboo subject sometimes. Yeah, it is. And I think conversations like this and statements like that help normalize it. And know yeah, that. Definitely. You have to know that like 50% of the planet get get a period. So yeah. why don't we talk about it? Why don't yeah. we learn what's normal and what isn't normal? And yeah. you said periods don't have to be painful. And I think that's such an important message. You know, yeah. this, it's normalized this idea that you have to be either really uncomfortable or in pain or moody cow. 
and yeah that can be like that. oh don't get me wrong that I mean sometimes I can be a bit of a moody cow if I'm on but yeah <laughs> you, you have to be <laughs> but yeah no it's um exactly it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like that if you think about your period now and mm-hmm. everything we've talked about what do you wish you knew back then that you know now that it's so hard I think like if I could go back to that time at uni just let myself know that that's not going to be a forever thing I honestly thought like god I plummeted like I think this is karma for having such easy periods when I was a teenager to suddenly being in so much pain I'd probably go back and be like no just look at what's going on around you you'll be all right like just sort that out and then they'll go back to normal um but other than that like I do think I've been really lucky with my mum being there to just normalize it and let me know that it's a healthy I've, I've always had quite a healthy relationship with it so just that and if if our, if our listeners could get one message from our interview today about their periods their menstrual health what would you want them to take away with them that there's I do think that yeah that message that they don't have to be painful you don't have to dread them and that there's and to really look at all of the different things if they are that way assess what's going on in your life and all the different kind of factors and just take that like holistic approach and just view all the different things going on in your life and maybe try and just yeah see if the dots connect there because I definitely I have a sneaky suspicion that they will. Um, So yeah, maybe that. Where can my listeners find out more about you and what you're up to? Oh, what she can, she did. Um, Well, where can they? So um, there's obviously the website. So she can, she did.com. I've got the, she can, she did podcast where I interview um, any, you know, young female founders in the UK um, about everything they've been through, all the ups and downs of, launching running and growing their businesses and then also on instagram twitter just actually can she did i didn't realize i get to plug that thanks Lenise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so thank you so much for coming on the show it's been so nice to speak to you, oh, thank um, you. and thank you for sharing your story no thanks for having me i've literally it's been like therapy it's been good to kind of chat about it all thank you Thank you to today's guest and to you for taking the time out of your day to listen to Period Story. Music is Modern Jazz Samba by Kevin MacLeod. You can find show notes and links to things mentioned on this episode on www.periodstorypod.com. If you love this episode, then it would mean so much if you could head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Thank you and see you next week.